time for Cigar Talk, the fastest growing cigar show in the nation. Welcome back to Cigar Talk. I'm your host, Rob Jones. We've got Brian Falconer in the studio, our host, co-host with the most. No, no. What's going on, bro? How hey, you been? I'm doing good. Doing good, bro. Just just chilling. Uh, you know what? I haven't seen you hardly at all this week. Yeah, working, man. Trying to <clears throat> handle some business. Had to do some hiring. So I was doing a lot of interviews. Oh, okay. So, so what's your plan for Thanksgiving? Are yeah. you going to be here in town? Or are you no, going? we're going down to Killeen. Okay. Going down to Killeen. Going down there uh, to, I guess, locations we're going to have to go to my son's house and then my uh, other kids are going to be at my ex-wife's house so we're going to go over there for an event also so oh cool yeah hopefully good, good yeah. times with family yeah the weather's saying it's supposed to be freezing rain down there so oh no kidding yeah. I, wow i yeah. hadn't seen that what's yeah. it going to be here it's supposed to be 32 here i'll take it if it's not freezing rain <laughs> if it's not rain with it Got right you. so i don't know if you knew but i'll be working <laughs> Yeah, so. But you get another holiday off, right? I get Christmas. Okay, okay, okay. But that doesn't mean I want to work Thanksgiving. Yeah, I understand. You know. I understand. I, I, I don't want to work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do. <laughs> but not in all the All the time, yeah. yeah. You know. I don't want to spend all my time at work. I got you. Yeah, you know, we had a guy retire this week. 55 Ain't gonna years. Happen. Ain't going to happen. 55. I don't, I don't care if I started working at 16. I'm not working 55 years. He started at 17, nope. and now he's 69. Huh? 55, 17. That's not 69. All right, well. <laughs> 72, bro. Yeah, 72. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Is my math off? I had to do that in my head. Hey, and I was hey, like, hey, I didn't actually. 55 and 17. Hey, I didn't actually. 69. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't run the numbers. I just took a stab at it. I said Lubbock, man. I was I was like, he looks 69. He's old. <laughs> so anyway. Hey, let's 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 get back to the cigar part gotcha. of the show. What are you smoking? Man, I'm smoking a LFD and a losing bull. Cigar of the year for 2015. 15. How is it? It's holding up good, man. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you, <laughs> you know, I've had so many dog rockets yes, from that. On, on I, this. I, well, not just that. I LFDs, just look, yeah. look, put it over here. I just smoked. Well, I didn't even get an inch <laughs> in. It sucks. That's why I don't smoke LFD. He said it wasn't good. It used to be a good brand, yeah. and I know this is age, but you know what? They're uh, they're uh. <laughs> we leave it alone. What are uh, you smoking right now? <laughs> oh, I'm smoking a uh, Maduro from Tabanero. Good stick. Yes, and Ain't no problem. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I I'll tell you something that's really cool. Talk about it. So, not today, but a week from today, we have an interview mm-hmm. special show that we're not going to do the regular show. We're mm-hmm. going to do. Me introduction, and then we're going to do a great interview. I I, I really enjoyed talking to this guy, and I I man, I hate to spoil it. Should I spoil it no. or not? No. All right. Well, after the week after, I'll bring it up. Yeah. Why you remind me? We need to write that down. Where's the whiteboard? Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> I, and then yesterday was great because I had two interviews. really good interviews. I was really excited after both of them, Ooh. and. 
I mean, the second one was like, I was like, you know what? That's a show. Uh, <laughs> nothing to you to add. Just you know what? You don't have to listen to me and Bryant drone on. <laughs> so we got a great interview for you this time, <laughs> right? So that's where I'm excited about that good, show. Good, anyway, good. Uh, I'm drinking the Wild Turkey 101. I've had a couple of those today. I'm drinking the Propel Zero Sugar Full of Electrolytes. <laughs> yep. Uh, how's that pairing up? <laughs> Truthfully, it's okay. Now, that's got a flavor to yeah, it. Yeah, a great flavor to it. Yeah, yeah. It's not overpowering, so it's not messing with the stick at all. So I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. Okay. Hey, it's whatever the, works for you. It's not nothing that I would pub out like, hey, try Propel with Andalusian Bull. But for right now, it's, it's good, man. Very nice. And you're still on the no sugar thing. Yes. And yes. now, why is that again? Because of the doctor. They want to do some blood tests on me. And when are they doing these tests? December uh, 3rd. December oh, okay. 3rd. So like in a week or two. Yeah. Oh, been, I, I, I thought it was going to be like two months from now. And I'm was. like, dude, how long? It's been. It's going on three months. Dude, why would you not be able to eat sugar for three months? Because it can't they, stay they in do, your body that do, long. Yes, they do a test, a, a test for sugar that goes back six months. What are they pulling air off of your butt? <laughs> no, it's blood. <laughs> it's blood, but it, it, it gives it gives a more concise uh, view of how much sugar intake you've had in the last six months. So. And oh. we did the last one. It was a six month one. She said she wanted to do a three month one because they try. They're trying to say that I'm borderline diabetic, and I'm like, you're a lie. I hope so. for you she doesn't say, hey, let's do a year. <laughs> that would be an issue. I'd be like, man, you just going to forget it. <laughs> so you have you do? cut 100% sugar yeah. out? 100%. 100%. I, I have a bread. hard time buying that. I don't that. eat bread. I don't eat white potatoes, red potatoes. I don't anything with a starch that can be turned into How about sugar? a tortilla? Nope. Corn. No corn. With corn, not with flour. Oh, you can eat corn tortillas. Yes, okay. Well, hey, if you're eating street tacos, I'm down with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey, uh, we've got a great interview coming up a little bit later. Uh, man, and you guys are in for a treat. She is a cigar aficionado from across the pond. Mm. She's in England. And great story. And just a, wow, interesting person. Most definitely. Dude, she's an author a journalist, a mechanic. She has three motorcycles. She's been smoking cigars since 2020. And she's just like, if she wants to do something, she just goes out and learns how to do it. And that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Learn how to do it instead of jumping in and first cigar you smoke is a Maduro and you're like, ooh, why do I feel like this? You need to learn. Do a little education. Do a little research on it. Try to find something about it, but don't just dive yourself in there and then you're like, oh, man, I don't think I can do this. Yeah, because you jumped way off into the grown man edge. Right. And, and you, you, and you know, I was I was on a podcast last night uh -huh. just shooting the breeze with these guys that were actually doing a show, but I was typing. Okay. You know, I wasn't actually on the show. You were commenting. Yeah. And but I was the only one. <laughs> so you were the guest <laughs> kind of but i tell you what man i i met three really incredible people Good. and i learned some things from them and i hope they learn some things from me <laughs> we have to 
<laughs> you know, pred- predicate things that are learned from you. <laughs> because True. I mean about podcasting. Okay. Oh, okay. So it was about podcasting. Right. Oh, and I you mean, gave them a lot of information because you, you, you're real versed on that. Yeah. I mean, because I learned yeah. by trial and error. We did. <laughs> we did. I mean, today, after almost three years, is the first day the audio is spot on. <laughs> <laughs> when, he, when Larry walked in. <laughs> So anyway, uh, yeah, we had a great conversation last night, and I learned some things about the video part. Oh. And I mean, you know, I'm always down to learn anything. (laughs) And I do mean anything. Dude, that door swung open. (laughs) It's like, nope, nope. You're like, that's big enough for me to walk through. Nope, nope, I'm not doing it. Hey, so let's talk about our sponsors right quick. We got one right there on the wall next to you. The Leaf, The Leaf. Cigar Pipes Coffee in Abilene, Texas, established 1998. And they have some of the best coffee. And you know what? I I, I walked into a guy in the checkout line at the Leaf, I think it was yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I was like getting a cup of coffee. And I was like, hey, man, you drink coffee? And he was like, yeah. And I was like, have you had this coffee? And he's like, no. And I was like, best coffee in town. Best coffee. I'm not, am I exaggerating? You're not exaggerating. My wife stopped drinking coffee from everywhere else. I have to go get ground, either uh, the Brazilian or the Sumatra for her. She will not drink coffee unless I go to the Leaf and get her a bag. And it lasts her. And then she's like, oh, I'm running low. I'm like, so you mean I got to go get it? <laughs> you know where it is. You know where it is, and you know how they do it. Okay, I got you. But they, I mean, they have, what, like 18 different yeah. blends of Truthfully, coffee? <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know what it is about is yeah, it's a lot of blend. Yeah, and my go-to is the Sumatra, the Costa Rican, or the Colombia. Those three there are my go-tos. The only one I really don't care for, and I still drink it, and I know it's one of yours, is the Kenya AA. Kenya AA. It, it just has too much of a bitter little bite on the end. But I love that bitter bite. I, yeah, I know you it's, do, but it's, it's, it's just here. too much for me. You're here. You're here. Yeah, and I don't. I don't want it to let me know I'm here. I, I just want to enjoy it. Ready? <laughs> you look like you've got Tourette's. <laughs> it gets you that way. Ready? Ready? <laughs> so anyway, guys, if you need anything that has to do with pipes and cigars, tobacco pipe, coffee, coffee accessories. accessories, man beard oil. <laughs> True. I man mean, beard oils. They got. If if you're a man. Or at least if you identify as one, you should call the Leaf because they got something for you. They, I mean, and they take care of everyone, dude, because their main focus, what is wrong with you? You threw pronouns out of him, he, at least if you identify him, he, I'm him, he. You know what? On this show, everybody's welcome. I know, but why did you say that? Where did that come from? I've been trying to get more in tune. (laughs) all right all right i'll leave it alone (laughs) thank you i'm just trying to say everybody is inclusive yes yes so anyway though if you need something from the leaf and you're not within 50 miles call them up they'll take care of you they will ship it out but if you are in with 50 miles within 50 miles it's 1166 north second street in abilene texas and dude 
I mean, the leaf has knocked it out of the park. Uh-huh. It is so Honey. much Honey. better than we ever thought Honey. it would be. No cap. When they moved, <laughs> no cap. Yeah, you telling the truth, bro. I leave it. I, I know leave it. it at that. So down in the show notes, you can show call them up, make an order, and you know what? As long as you're making an order, you might as well ask about the McAuliffe line the because they do carry the McAuliffe line. And next week's show, what I was going to talk to you about has to do with McAuliffe. Okay. And so that's all I'm going to say for now. Leave it alone. But it was awesome. It was and then awesome. uh, McAuliffe has like 15 different facings. Yes. They've got a blend for every Everybody. palette and a price point. For 4 to 42. And I mean, it's so perfect because it doesn't matter. And let, me, and let me tell you <clears throat> on their photo 42. Uh-huh. I like it. You got it. You got it. <laughs> As you go up in price, uh-huh. every cigar holds more value than that target price. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. It's like every cigar they have priced, you're like, yeah, that that could be, you know, this much. The and I yeah. Could be a six, seven dollar stick. The you get to the forty two. You all right, don't don't be giving them ideas. True. <laughs> Shut up, Brian. I'm done. No, and but they, they understand the value. And I mean, how many times have you ever pulled a McAuliffe off the shelf and had a burn issue with it? I've never had an issue with a McAuliffe. Never. Never. Never and I've Dude, smoked that is amazing. And I can say I've smoked more McAuliffe than I've smoked any other cigar, and I've never had an issue. I, I've never had a cigar issue with any of them, and I mean, dude, and you know how many I have. Yeah. I mean, I pale. I, 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 I told that guy I averaged probably forty McAuliffe a month. A month. That's that's on the low average. Right, right. I, I'm being conservative. Just let him get into that uh, medallion phase, <laughs> and he'll just smoke 40 medallions in a month. I've done not that. including I, the others. I've done that. Oh, I know. I smoked the entire box of the Toro mm-hmm. and the Corona Coronas Extra. To prove a point. And you know what? The box comes with 24, so that was actually 48. <laughs> but, yeah, I've never had an issue with... Any of the McAuliffe I've smoked. So if you haven't tried McAuliffe and they're not at your local shop, go to your local shop first. But if they're not there, ask them to carry it. And until they do, call Jay at the Leaf and he will set you up. And then uh, let's talk about our pick six for the week. Definitely. I got to start off first. Yeah. Okay. Uh, In no order, I'm going to go against him. And one of mine for this week was the LFD Factory Presley. Hey, you want another one? You want another I one? I don't want that one. I'll, I'll, I'll clip it. No, bro. I'm good. I'm hey, good. Larry's like, I'll take it. <laughs> it was actually a good stick, man. I don't know what it is with you, but I'll have this. We'll have the same sticks, and mine will burn and taste great. And his, you see over there, be blowing up. <laughs> he looking at it like, look, look at yours, look at mine. Yeah, you remember that eighteen. Oh, stick yes. last week. Yes. And uh did that make it on the show or it, was that the episode I accidentally lost? I don't know. We'll find out. Oh no, out. it was it out. Was, it, it was out. out. Yeah. It was out. Because just so everybody that knows, 
we, this is the second time we're doing this show. Yep. Something happened. But my number two was the San Cristobal ovation. Okay. Wow. I haven't had that. <sighs> How was it? Man, that was a d- dynamic stick. You know, I don't smoke enough. Burn appearance. Cristobals. Appearance. Oh. That last third, it gave me a little bit of, of, of a pepper. I couldn't pick out which one it was, but it was only on the retro hell. And I was like, oh, my God, this is good, man. And my last one, yo, the Rocky Patel Age Limited Rare. I haven't had that. Dude. Is it really good? You got to get that one. You know what? I picked one up, and somebody told me, because I said, you know, I'm not a big Rocky yeah. guy. Yeah. Am I going to really enjoy this? Yeah. And you know what he said? Go get the Tabanero. That's <laughs> <laughs> what he said. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Man, I wasn't there that day because mine was good. <laughs> I understand. I understand. So this week, my three mm-hmm. is right out the gate. This is one that I normally would never smoke, but I did. And it was actually pretty darn good. It was the uh, nub, but it was that. Figurado, uh-huh. and it was the Habano. I haven't had that. One. It was actually a good smoke. I was, okay. and you know what? It's weird because it's a small Figurado. Yep. You know what I mean? It, it's, it's not like you know the uh, Placencia. Uh-huh. I got you, Almaferte. Yeah, that one is. I mean, shoot, that's like a six and a half inch. <laughs> yeah, and so, and but this one that is nub, not, yeah. you know, everything with the nub is shrunk down. <laughs> 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 if, if, y'all probably did see his hands <laughs> Shrunk now <laughs> I've been swimming <laughs> It was cold <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist <laughs> I mean, it's still PG yeah, Thank you <laughs> So, <laughs> for now <laughs> But anyway, no, that was actually a good smoke It yeah. surprised me And I'm I'm not a big nub fan <laughs> I'm gonna spit my stick out. Come on, dude. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> you, you, he, he's not opening the door. He's kicking his damn door open. Why? Here. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I can't do it. <laughs> it was almost it was almost like if you were in the back in the Havana room and I wasn't wearing any pants. <laughs> like you did, Sandy. Oh. We co- I come in there. All right, I'm, right. I'm, looking, I'm like, you got some long pants on. He stands up and just pulls them down. I'm like, <laughs> first I started turning my head. I'm like, oh, so he got some drawers. Because <laughs> Rob, you never know with him, and he doesn't care. I do like to be comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Now you know what comes with your membership at the Havana Room. Strategies, <laughs> but not like you want. No, 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 no. <laughs> brown chicken, brown <laughs> No, I would say albino chicken cow. You get brighter back there. <laughs> Brian, Brian, Brian thought Heaven's Gate had opened, no, and he was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, man. But anyway, no, my number two this week is the uh, Tabanero Mike. I had that one. It's the, I believe it is a Habano, and it's about three and a half inches long by a 60 60 ring gauge, and it's a torpedo. I haven't had that one. You are missing out. Okay, I'm going to try it. You've had one, haven't you? 
Oh, oh, he's got it. He has. He's he got has one. Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> he has it. He got that when he was filling in for you. <laughs> oh, it was supposed to be mine. <laughs> oh, he said, "I'm gonna give it to Brian," but I didn't say Brian. <laughs> I got the first five, I, first I, four, I, right? I, five. Right? I actually said to myself. Whoever's sitting in that chair, oh, I'm giving this a cartoon. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> so anyway, uh, that's my number two. And I, I'm just, I really, I mean, I hate to sound like I'm just beating a dead horse, but mm-hmm. man, the Tabanero cigars are knocking it out of the park every single time. You're not beating a dead You're just telling the truth. Yeah. You know that's what? And, you know. That, and that's the thing. And let me tell you what. Isn't it so much better talking about Tabanero than the Alpha Dogs? Oh, <laughs> man, you killed me. <laughs> I tried hey, to give hey, them hey, things hey, away, hey. man. So I was telling Brian about that. And I, he was like, so they sent you cigars? Did they sent you like two boxes? I was like, no, they sent eight. Eight boxes. He and smoked I, two. No, I smoked three. Three. The other... <laughs> Million failed, to, dude. I was trying to give these things away. Folks were like, no, I ain't never heard of that. And they give back. Damn, I gotta smoke this. No, no. And if they smelled it, oh yeah, because that absence. Yeah, he's like, what is that? I said, well, I mean, you know, I'm not leaf. a fan of infused cigars. Mm-hmm. Anything. I mean, I don't care if it's bourbon or. Well, I do like that Pappy Van Winkle cigar. I haven't tried it, but are you serious? No, I'm serious, but. The uh, Macanudo bourbon is just as good. Well, you don't know that if you've never smoked it. I'm talking about from my preference. Have you smoked a Macanudo bourbon? No. Okay. I didn't say one way or the other. I'm just saying I don't know. Continue on. Anyway, my third stick of the week is the Pappy Van Winkle. Where'd you get one from? At the Leaf. There? <laughs> Dude, I haven't been to the Leaf in two weeks. They've been there for months. I, I didn't see that part. I go, you know my mind. I so, go, so I, go, I, mean, I know where my stuff I, and is. I'm and I'm going to tell you. I get mad. So. And I'm going to tell you where they are. When you walk in, you go past the little island. Mm-hmm. You go down, you know where the Viva La Vida are? Yes. Keep definitely. walking. You And then there's a space. And then there's another island. Island. They're right there on the corner. There's nothing on that island I like. That's why I never look on that island. I get the Viva La Vida, well, then I and, turn and, immediately and, to the and, right. And to be fair, me either, because you know I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm going to offend people, but you know everybody has their own palate. Yes, yeah, sure. I'm not a fan of the Ligas. Yeah, and I don't get them. It's it, it's it's just it. I mean, I I just don't get it. But like Brian said, he smoked, he likes them. And so, you know, that does that make me think less of Brian? Yes. Yeah, I know, because we know you. <laughs> Absolutely, know you. it does. <laughs> no, but I mean, everybody has a different palate. But, you know, so it's Drew Estates has some stuff on that table. And then on the flip side, it's all the cigarillos. Yeah. And I don't smoke those. Me neither. That's why I don't look on that island. Right. So. You have to remember, and I, I last time I saw it, there was only like four or five left. I try to catch one because I come in there and I stop at Viva La Vida. I get two. I get the Jester, and I get about two or three Club Five Hundreds. Then I immediately turn to the right and look on the wall, and I walk down the wall. I don't even look at that. You eye. know, you know what I love about Tabanero and McAuliffe, the location yes. in the humidor. You know They're exactly. right next to each other. Right there. It's right like 
I don't have to. Boom and boom. I go to that corner. I stop. I grab a few. Then I go immediately across, and that's where the definitions are. Right. And I grab me some definitions, and I come back down the wall, and I try to think, okay, am I going to grab a Monte Cristo? Because I don't want Rob to see me smoke this Monte Cristo, because he's going to say something. Yes. And I grab it, and I take it home, and you never see it. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, so I wanted to ask you about the definition of cigars. I I haven't been smoking them because I've been I I was having issues with the construction. I, I want to know what your no experience issues has been. with the construction is going for because when you were having the issues, I was too. Okay, but evidently they it went back. They we reworked it. Quality control is better. The I have two of the new ones I'm going to smoke, and I want to find out exactly how they are. He whispered, "I'm going to smoke those on the next show." <laughs> yeah you're on video (laughs) he shot me the finger (laughs) and it wasn't number one (laughs) but their construction is better i'm you know what i'm pulling for those guys you know i i enjoyed talking with them hanging out with them they are a bunch of good dudes and so i started having problems with the construction i know some other people that did as well you said you did but you say they have fixed whatever the issue was. I haven't had an issue since. Okay. Awesome, yes. man. Well, then I'm going to go buy me a couple. Dude, roll with it. And grab the lime green ribbon. What, what's that? It's the Agent 5. Agent 5. I don't know that one. <laughs> I, you know, I, I like the dark green that's the Cameroon. Yeah, and we love the Cameroon. The yeah. lime green, try it. So, well, hey, guys, we've got the interview coming up next with the coolest smoking chick you've ever met. And so we're going to take a real quick break. We'll be right back in two minutes. Okay, 32, no, eight seconds. Hey, guys, you want to welcome to the show a special guest all the way from across the pond. We have Sophie from England, who's been smoking cigars for quite some time. Did I mess up your name? Yes, Sophia. Sophia. I said Sophie. Anyway, Sophia, right? Very good. Okay. All the way from England, and not your typical girl smoker that we know here in the States. She has three motorcycles. She is a country girl living in a barn. She's a journalist, an author, a handyman. She's going back to school to become a mechanic. I mean, you're all over the place, and we want to say thank you for taking the time to be our guest. Well, that's right. Thank you very much for asking me. Very kind of you. Well, so tell us a little bit about your cigar history. Being in England... You told me in another conversation that you've been smoking for about 21 years. That's roughly you started in 2000. Yes. I think the first, if I do a bit of um, cigar investigation, the first photograph of me I can find with a cigar is uh, arsing around with a friend, and that was just before the millennium. So, but I... I mean, I must have smoked before that, but in about 2000, I started smoking cigars and nothing else. Okay. 
And so what was your first experience like? I mean, did you go to a tobacconist or a cigar shop? Yeah, fashion. Well, when I started, you know, I used to smoke cigarettes, gave up cigarettes and was um, daily, I don't know, trying to cope with this horrible yearning for a bag first thing in the morning. Um, and then after three years, I just sort of succumbed to it. Bought, um, went off, bought a packet of cigarettes, okay. lit one up. I was in the car because I just thought, oh, I was so excited. Um, and it was horrible. I just thought it was absolutely horrible. But I knew that I still wanted to smoke. I had this yearning, you know. So um, I went and bought some cigars. I went to put a tobacconist. Now, was it, and, was it, I mean, did you already know how to smoke cigars? No. No, I hadn't smoked cigars. I mean, I might have had one or two, but I do something very bad there as well, because, because I used to smoke cigarettes. Um, I inhale cigars. I try not to. Oh, I you to. know you're not supposed to inhale cigars. Ooh, I know. Now, I have a very good friend, and he inhales cigars, and I'm always giving him a hard time. But you know what? Ooh. He he does it the way he wants to do it. And he's 70, and he's 72, so he can do whatever the hell he wants to do. Well, I try not to, but I must say that if I just hold the smoke in my mouth and then release it, it doesn't give me the same satisfaction sure. as if I'm now you know, do you do you retro hell? I do retro hell. Yeah, I'd love to retro hell and to me that's where you get the similarity of almost inhaling, but when you retro hell you get so much of that flavor versus just coughing. Mm, you do because it's you know, I mean I like to sort of um, switch it around my mouth. And then, so, you know, your tongue is tasting all these different flavors. You, you know how different parts of your tongue taste different things. You know, right, you have right. a sweet puppism. So, you get this overall sort of, I don't know, just proper, this sort of in-depth taste of it. And even going back, you know, the back of your throat and wherever else it goes to, to come out of your nose, you can really, really experience all the flavors of cigar. Now, I got to ask you, though, you say that you inhale some of your cigars. Are You're not inhaling it like you would a cigarette, right? I mean, you're just letting a little bit go down or are you puffing the whole thing? Um, shall I show you now what I do? So that looks to me like you're puffing the whole cigar. <laughs> if I did that, I would cough up a lung. Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I can see that. I, I try not to, but then I find myself doing it because otherwise it just, I don't know. It's um, Well, there is something that, because I, I smoked cigarettes too for like 24 years back when I was young. And there's something that is, you know, relaxing 
with the inhale and exhale because it's almost like you're doing a breathing exercise. You know what I mean? And so that's why a lot of people love smoking cigarettes because they're constantly doing that breathing exercise and they don't even know it. But when I inhale a cigar on accident like I did two days ago, I thought I was going to die. No, I try not to, but I would say probably 90% of the time I do. So let me ask you this. When you started smoking cigars and going to the tobacconist shop, were there other ladies smoking cigars or were you like standing out like a sore thumb? Well, you, it's sort of different with you over there because, you know, when I've been to Texas and, and New York and Oklahoma and been buying cigars, generally in your sort of cigar shops, you have somewhere that you can sit as well and, you know, socialize. But the one, I mean, the one that we, that I used to go to in Devon, in Exeter, um, that was closed down now, but that was just a shop. It had quite a good selection, but there was nowhere that you could sit. So but where, they, they, so where do you go to smoke cigars if you're not at home? Um, well, just wherever I am, I've always got a cigar with me. So wherever I am, I, I just make, I mean, if you go to somewhere like London, then they have cigar lounges. You can sit down and smoke and, but yeah, it's a rarity for a woman. And, and I've had some pretty odd sort of things, you know, people have said. Really? <laughs> yeah. Like, like in a negative way? Yes. And I'm both actually, but I remember going because um, I farm and I always used to farm. And I remember going to um, the Royal Show, which is. What's the Royal Show? It's a very prestigious agricultural show. Oh. And every year I used to go and take a team of rams and show my rams. <laughs> and. I remember this one year coming out of the show in my Land Rover with a trailer behind full of rams and I was smoking a cigar and as I was going out this other car was coming in with a bloke in it and he was saying whoa, whoa, whoa. he was saying something to me but I couldn't hear so I opened up the window and I thought he was going to say which entrance is it for you know something like this but he said something and I said what and then he said that's bloody disgusting, that is. <laughs> That's bloody disgusting. A lady smoking a cigar. And I said, what's more disgusting, a lady smoking a cigar or a total stranger swearing at her and just drove off? And then, you know, you get the other thing as well, the sort of vulgar remark So people. I and being that we have just recently met through social media what i gather about you though is you could care less what they say no i i don't right i don't care what people say i know so, I, I, I know that 100 percent. i do whatever i like always and um and 
I reserve here, don't give a toss. So I really couldn't give a toss what people think. If I think it's okay, then it's okay. I do things that I don't even think is okay, and I still do it anyway. <laughs> I do those as well. <laughs> so, like in the in the United States, while you while you traveled to Texas and Oklahoma, were you able to go to some cigar lounges and actually smoke at the lounge? Yeah. And how was that experience for you, being from England? That was lovely. Everyone in Texas. Everyone was absolutely adorable. They were so, so lovely. And um, so we'd find out where all these cigar lounges were and go to them. And it was just it was just great to be able to, you know, we did a few swaps as well. I shouldn't probably say that, but we did. We uh, did a few swaps. What's Oh, you swapped with cigars with other people? Mm, so some of... I shouldn't really say this. I won't tell you where they were, but some of them, you know, the cigar lounge owners had never tasted, never had a Cuban cigar. And we bought Cuban cigars with us. Right. So, you know, we do the occasional swap as well. And I'm curious as to how long was your trip to Texas and Oklahoma? Like two weeks? Um, Three weeks, three weeks. I think. How many cigars did you bring with you on that trip from England? I think we only bought 50, 50 with us. Yeah. That sounds we like were, that, that sounds like a good amount, 50. Yeah. We swapped we swapped a few, but we'd, you know, <laughs> one cigar would be worth, I don't know, three new world cigars or something. Now, just to clarify for you guys listening, when she says New World Cigars, she means every cigar made outside of Cuba, not the A.J. Fernandez New World Cigar. Yeah, that's what we called them. Right. And so you were here for three weeks. You brought 50 cigars. I like that. When I travel, I take tons of cigars because you never know. And I love giving cigars away to other people. You know what I mean? Yeah, but over here, they're so expensive. People saying this, weren't me. I mean, you can't buy a cigar over here for less than, I think the cheapest one is about £12. And is that a good one or is that a bad one? No, it's a good one. I think the cheapest... The cheapest decent Cuban cigar, really. I mean, is Quintero's quite cheap, and they're and they're very good. Okay, they're very good reliable smokes. I like them. So, did you notice the difference in the cigar community from England to Texas? I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, do you guys have cigar communities? Because, I mean, here in the States, that's huge. That's one of my favorite things about being a cigar smoker is that you're part of this community that's just very friendly all the time. But the only time I've come across a cigar community is actually on Instagram. But before that, no, I haven't. I mean, I'm right in the middle of nowhere here. I'm southwest england it's very very rural um i don't know anyone that smokes cigars you know of my friends really so i'm the only one that does and everyone's used to it so 
then they always say something like, oh, God, Sophia's going out <laughs> for a cigar or something. So have you... I get to something like that with friends. Have you I just pop gotten yes, any of... Have you gotten any of your friends to smoke cigars? To have tried them? Yeah, they tried them, but they normally go. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So, tell me a little bit about when did you start riding motorcycles, and what's that love affair that you have with motorcycles? Because you have three. I have three, yes, which I think is the optimum number of motorcycles. And I like to have, um, it's like horses in a stable. They're for different things. So I've got, and the odd thing is that they're all my three bikes, which is very, very unusual. And it was just, you know, I didn't do it on purpose, but they're all American imports. But I have um, a cruiser. Uh, it's an XV1700. And that came from Texas. Oh, nice. And now, is that the, is that the, the racing looking bike? No, that that's the big cruiser. So, oh, okay. You know, oh, people... the Valkyrie. Sorry, it's the Valkyrie. Is that what you're saying? Valkyrie. What do you mean? That's the name of it. Is the Valkyrie? No. It's Yamaha XV seventeen hundred. It's called a Midnight Star. Okay. And that's but your big cruiser. You... That's my cruiser. So, and I'm very small as well. So I've had to have all of my bikes lowered. I'm only five foot four. I, you probably do. I don't know how, how you measure. You don't do feet and inches, do you? Well, five foot four, that's a feet and inches, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I am small. So I had, well, I've had all of them lowered. But even though it's, I mean, with that one, it's massive. It's, you know, 350 kilos in weight. But the, the center of, you know, the weight is low. But um, people say things to me all the time. Like somebody said the other day, they passed me at, um, I was stopped at traffic lights. And they said that they saw me and they thought, first of all, I must be a child on a normal size bike. And then they said, then they realized that I was, you know, a woman on a huge bike. But um, so, yeah, I've got the cruiser. And I've got a superbike, uh, which is the Jixer, and that's a GSXR 750. Yeah, that's, that's, that, that's the fast bike. That's the one that you go fast. Very, very. That's like having a devil on your shoulder saying, <laughs> get one. So, and then what's the other one? It looks like a, almost like a cafe racer. Yeah. Well, that's a classic. Bike, which I don't know where it came from in America, but um, that's a Suzuki GS750. And I bought that to make it into a cafe racer because I, I did an article on the Turn Up Club and the cafe racers and, you know, um, the original Turn Up Boys, they were called. And I was so interested that I thought, that's, that's what I want to do as well. So I bought the GS750 because I loved the shape of the tank that was the main thing and i love this sort of you know inline four and huge great big engine and and but it looked the way that it looks now it looked nothing like that when i bought it okay so you but turned it into a cafe racer yeah it was it was pretty standard so you put a when I, like the seat that you have on it now did you put the seat on it 
Because I love those. Yeah, I, I taught myself to weld with that bike. So <laughs> I bought a weld. <laughs> and I bought an angle grinder. And I um, angle grinded or angle ground, whatever you'd like to say, um, part of the frame. Now, I'm going to, so everybody knows, I'm going to, if you're watching the YouTube video, I'm putting her motorcycle pictures up so you can see them. So if you're not watching the YouTube, you're missing out because this bike does not look like she, it looks like you hired a professional to do it and you taught yourself how to do all these things because when you're passionate about something, you just do it. Mm. So I welded on a hoop at, you know, at the back. And um, I pinched some sheets of um, stainless steel. It had these side panels, which I thought were really ugly. So I took them off and I, you know, got the angle grinder again, cut out those ones. Um, I made the seat from stainless steel as well, took off the handlebars and put those sort of, you know, I, I call them goatier ones, but they're, they're called ace ones. They're clip-ons. Yeah, I, I, I'm looking at it right now. I love the bike. You did a phenomenal job. It looks really good. Thank you very much. I love it. Every time I look at it, I think, oh, God, it's so beautiful. And you have on the, the like, 60s, 1960s, early 70s style leather jacket that the guys wore back with the cafe racers. Yeah, I, I, I don't know whether it's vanity but I wear different things for the bike. So on the cruiser, I wear just black leathers. And on that one, on the Cathy Racer, I wear a sort of um, blue and black thing. And I wear blue to match, you know, blue motorbike trousers. And then on the the superbike, the really fast one, you, you have to wear full leathers, really. But they're so boring and and... Those ones, I don't know if you can see, but I've got some red full leathers. But they were black, and they had massive silver and yellow bits. So I dyed them. I painted them all <laughs> red. So I, I do lots of things like that, and I like them now. Now, I, I, I think that you're like this person that you have these just crazy ideas pop in your head, and then you're like, I'm going to make that happen. I do. So <laughs> even with... Um, I I kept looking at it and thinking I want it to look slightly different so what I did I wanted it to have more of a sort of dip in the middle more of a sort of you know streamlined so it was down in the barn I'd had a whiskey or two came down to the barn took the seat off and it had these it was black and it was really capacious you know and it had these studs and I hated the studs. So I took the leather off, took all the, the foam off, got the angle grinder again, cut off about two inches all around it. And then I was thinking, I was looking online for motorbike upholstery material. And it's really expensive. And then I realized that exactly the same thing is a, a yoga mat. So I bought a yoga mat, doubled it up. And got those bits of leather, sort of tailored it and put it on. And and it's great because it makes the bike lower for me. It's narrower, so I've got more room there as well. Really, really comfy. I'm only eight stone, 
And it's, you know, those seats are big and they're, they're meant for a, a big sort of bloke, you know, probably twice the weight of me. So I make no indentation on it, really. Well, and I was looking at the photo of you on the super bike. That's a really big bike, too. That's not small. That's big. It is big, but I am small, so I probably make all of them look oh big. Okay, that's true. So I on the superbike have you ever been like out on like the autobahn or anything like that Mm -hmm. and how fast did you go i'm not really allowed to say well we have a 70 limit i thought the autobahn you could go however fast you wanted well no out to bam is is german doesn't it but it's the motorway but no in england on the motorway we can only do 70 Oh, <laughs> so you probably have gone at least twice that. Yes, I had a motorcycle back in the day, and I definitely went twice that. And I, but for me, it was it was a it was it was scary. Well, you choose a place to pick up your speed. Yeah, I was not where I should have been doing the 140. I I was on a country farm road thinking any second now a rabbit is going to run out in front of me and I'm going to die. You see, that's the thing. So many people in the countryside, they think that because there's not many cars on the road, you can do any sort of speed you want. But I'm, you know, always very conscious that you know, a sheep could come out of a field or, right. you know, rabbits and or a deer, you know, might jump across the road, something like that. So I'm I, I like to think I'm pretty careful. Well, that's good. And I mean, the good thing is you're not riding around in a city all the time. See, I think that's the worst. I don't want to be riding a motorcycle in a city where there's lots and lots of really bad drivers. Yeah, but. You know, I said that recently I've started college again, and that's about, that's in Plymouth, which is a city in Devon. And how far is that? Oh, it takes about an hour and a quarter. But if I go in my car, it takes about an hour and 40 minutes. (laughs) If I go in the motorbike, um, I can do it much quicker. Wow. So I, but then it's getting cold at the moment. So, ah, so. You're going back to school to learn Mm. mechanics. Yeah, motorcycle mechanics. So specifically motorcycle mechanics. Yeah. And so what is it that you can't do now that you want to do? What it is, is that I don't like to have to depend on anyone else, really. So when I've been, when I've had to do something to one of the bikes, um, I've, I've always had to ask other people really, you know, I've done some of the things on my own and some of the things with other people so that I could watch. But then I thought, I, I want to, you know, you could break down or anything. So I, the other thing is as well, I suppose, I can do lots of things, but they're not incredibly, um, well, I, I'm not the best person in the world at making a living. So I thought <laughs> that if I do I mechanics, not only will it be really 
useful, you know, um, and I can do my own bikes, but then I could make money doing other people's bikes as well. So I'm learning. I'm very diligent. And my teacher says that um, I don't actually need to use my brain as much as I do. <laughs> and I would think that with everything that you do, you don't have time to be working on someone else's motorcycle. But I, I'd like to. You'd like so, to, but where are you going to find the time? You don't have time. Well, I mean, if I'm not at college, I've got all of that time. When I finished, you know, because this is a year's course. Right. And then you do another year and then another year. So you, the highest you can do is sort of, you know, level three. I'm just doing level one at the moment. But that's what I like to do. And, you know, where I live, I've got a huge, I live in a barn. So downstairs is absolutely huge. And there's definitely room for um, a lot of motorbikes down there. <laughs> Very good. So are you close to where you get to go see, like, the super bike races? No, um, I'm not. They're sort of Midlands and, um, you know, other places, um, you know, the TT races, stuff like that. But where I am, there's not really much apart from sheep and cattle. Right. So you have to travel wherever, whatever I want to do, I have to travel. Okay. Well, because I could definitely see you like as a pit crew member for the Superbike Racers. That would be good. Yeah, that's a great way to make a living, and there's lots of time off, and you yeah. need lots of time off. Because you have so much other stuff going on. Yeah. So, well, hey, uh, tell us about what you're smoking this evening. Oh, I'm smoking um, Romeo and Julieta. And uh, it's it's just called Number One. So, And, and that's a Cuban cigar. Cuban cigar. It's a lovely cigar. Nice and smooth. I am smoking. What? When I switched the other day, I was thinking about my favorite New World ones. And then you'll probably be shocked at this one, but one that I really love is um, Kentucky Fire Cured Swamp Thing. Now, I don't like, like the Swamp Thing, but I do like the Kentucky Fire Cured on occasion. I wouldn't want to smoke it all the time, but on occasion, I enjoy it. Yeah. No, I, I think that has a sort of um, smell of the farmyard. And that's what I like about it. It smells like, you know, sort of cut grass. and. In, in Texas, we say it smells like a barbecue. I wouldn't say barbecue. But, but no, I, I love that. It's sort of, it's got this sort of real rural taste for me and smell. Really like those. Yeah, I, uh, I smoke a lot of cigars. And sometimes... After smoking like four or five cigars in a row, I like to smoke one of those because it really sets off my palate. And all of a sudden I can taste again. You know what I mean? Because it's so different from all the other cigars. It is. I, I think they're lovely. Really, but, really lovely. First New World cigar I ever tried was the only New World cigars that we could get at the time in England. And that was... um. 
Alec Bradley Black Market, which oh, is okay. an excellent. Mm. Yeah, I was uh, we, one of our last guests. The Catman wrote a article on the Alec Bradley Black Market, and I've never had that cigar, but he was saying it was actually a really good cigar. It's a really good cigar. It won loads of, you know, cigar rewards as well. It's a really, really good cigar. I like most things that Alec Bradley does, actually. Yeah, you even have one of those ginormous Texas Lanceros. But I bought something. I In Texas, I bought the most ridiculous cigar. Mm. I'm trying to remember what it was. It was absolutely huge. Oh, it was and the I Lunatic was... by. Yes. Yeah, but I've, that's. Agonorsa Leaf actually makes those. Those are. Did you smoke that... it? Yes. Yeah. So I did. I thought it was going to be horrible, but it wasn't. I will not was... smoke one of those. Have you not? I will not smoke one of those. It was all right. It was, really. <laughs> I took it, fish took it fishing with me. And um, after I'd sort of had a spell of fishing, I just sat on the riverbank and smoked that for however long it took. Yeah, how long did it take to smoke that cigar? Like two and a half, three, four hours? Probably, yeah. Yeah, I, I can't smoke one of those. That, that goes against my uh, policy. I like to try all sorts of things. And I'm not a snob. You're obviously a snob. No, no, no. I'm not a snob. I'm not. Everybody that knows me knows I'm not a snob. But in England, I think there is quite a sort of snob culture around cigars. But um, I like to break that. Yeah. In, in, in the States, it's totally different. In the States... It's like, we, I'm sure you've heard the term brothers of the leaf. And yeah. we like have that unspoken rule that we treat each other with respect. We treat each other graciously. And we're normally just friends without even talking. If we're smoking, we're both of the same brother. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate that it's not that way in England. It's not that. It's more of a sort of snobbery around cigars. So you'll find lots of people. And I don't think that really they're, they're proper sort of cigar smokers. But lots of people think that the more expensive a cigar, it's going to be better. But obviously, as you know, that's not the case. Right. Not, not at all. No. So, and tell everybody before we go what you're drinking. Oh, I'm drinking Glen Keith single malt, Speyside single malt. And so you're a Scotch girl. Yeah. And there's plenty to choose from here as well. See, it's over here because Scotch is imported, it's also very mm -hmm. expensive. Is it expensive over there? I don't know. I mean, this... I don't know how much it is over there. It is expensive, but this would cost about £40. Okay, well, that's but not then, that expensive. That's not that expensive. But then a few weeks ago, 
um, I stayed with a friend of mine in her castle, and she said, um, I've got this lovely, I've got this brilliant whiskey selection, so come over. And we were drinking Irish whiskey, this one called Middleton, and it was beautiful. It was like supping on, you know, finest mountain air or something. And that cost about £700 a bottle. Wow. So you can't, I know, it was it was a one-off experience. Yeah. I wouldn't be those on my own. So how big is this friend of yours castle? How big is a castle? It's pretty big. She's sort of got four floors of, um, you know, very beautiful, lots of lovely grounds. How many bedrooms? Oh, God, I've got no idea. Lots of bedrooms. See, you're not as nosy as me. I'd have to ask. Well, I sort of haven't counted or asked, really. I mean, she's a good friend, so I normally stay in a different bedroom as well. It's nice when you go right up to the top, because then it's all sort of castellated and you're in the old tower. So. And does she smoke cigars? No, she doesn't. She smokes roll-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I assume roll-ups means marijuana. No. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, oh, she rolls her own cigarettes. Rolls her own, yes. Just sort of golden Virginia. Oh, okay. Very interesting. Well, you know, in I don't know how it is in the United States or in the England area, but in the United States, lots and lots of states are legalizing marijuana, so that's a big uprising. And in Texas, it's still illegal, so no, none of that here. No, no, no. It's definitely illegal everywhere here, and uh, it, it's not something I do. And I don't do cigarettes either. I just do cigars. Well, that's awesome. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time and coming on the show, and uh, we look forward to seeing what you do when you get out of uh, motorcycle mechanic school. Yes, booking your motorbikes with me. <laughs> Yes, and uh, you know what? We will have you back on the show again in the future. I hope you'll join us, and we would love to hear about your experience working on motorbikes. I'd love that. My magpie's drinking my cordial at the moment. But, no, I'd, I'd love that, and thank you very, very much. It's been lovely. It's been well, lovely talking I've to enjoyed you. having you on, and we uh, look forward to seeing what you do. Thank you so much, and have a great week. Okay. Take care, then. Bye-bye. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that interview with Sophia. I, I butchered it again. <laughs> you know, during the interview, before the interview, I said Sophia, or you know, Sophia, uh -huh. and she's like, "No, no, it's." And then she told me, and then I said, <laughs> "Sophia," and she's like, "Nope." nope. <laughs> and I was like, "I'm just gonna say cool smoking chick." <laughs> I can pronounce every one of those words easily. <laughs> no, but thank you so much for being a guest. I, I, dude, she's going back to college 20 years later for motorcycle mechanics. Ain't nothing wrong with I, it. But no, Ain't nothing I wrong mean, with it. I mean, and she's doing that because. She, she has, has three, mo motorcycles. Yeah, she three motorcycles. I don't want to have to be taking nope. them into the shop. I can and just do it, it myself. myself. Yep. Dude, she already bought a welder, 
a grinder. She completely turned a old Suzuki or Yamaha, whatever it was, into a cafe racer. Wow. And she, I mean, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'm like... She makes That's me cool. feel insecure. I told Larry, someone was like, oh, man, I'm going to have to learn how to do this thing with the plumbing. And I was like, see, for me, I'm like, ah, I don't want to have to pay a plumber, but I'm going <laughs> to want to do it. <laughs> I'm, don't I, worry. I, I don't have those skills. Uh-huh. Do you? No. Nope. Now, working on a car, yeah. But in the house, yeah. But and woodwork. Now, nah. when you say that, is that all cars? Nah, these new cars, no. Nah. Right. No. Nah, no. Nah, no. 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 <laughs> right. No. That's why I'm trying to get me, as they call them now, old school. The classic. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they call it old school, a seventy something, because I know I can work on that. Yeah, I popped the hood on a seventies model car, and I was like. There's nothing in there. <laughs> that is so cool. Hey, look at all this space. I, I, rem- I can see the ground. <laughs> hey, I recognize the parts yes. that are connected to the all motor. These, all of these parts. And guess what? I can work on these. So, New car, you open the hood. Where's the ground? So I And that leads me to. Oh, yeah, tell me about. Tell us about your week, Rob. <laughs> so, yeah. You know what? It started out really good. Yeah. Started out really good because I, I, last weekend I took a three day weekend. Mm-hmm. And anyway, my daughter's car crapped out and, you know, it had a million miles. Yeah. <laughs> she, she got every dime yes. worth out of it that I paid for it, but I got to get her a new ride. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm not buying her a new ride because <laughs> I'm poor. <laughs> And so I start looking around, start reading about, you know, older models yeah. and what really lasts. And what I zeroed in on was a forerunner. Okay. Toyota forerunner. Dude, have you looked? I know what, yeah. I went on to a site that was like all about forerunners. And under the review section was over 2,000 reviews. I did a search in those reviews for the keyword mechanical smart it came up with 57 out of 2000 that said the word mechanical okay <clears throat> what adjective was before that though no mechanical issues on all 57 that's good and that's i was good. and dude people are getting like 3 and 400,000 miles and i'm like how is that possible basically with those cars, like they say with a Honda, uh, Toyota, as long as you keep up the oil and the preventive maintenance, right. the body will rust like, away. Right. And, and I saw actually one that the body underneath uh-huh. the frame was rusting out. <laughs> and it was still rolling. Oh, they, yeah. I mean, they were selling it and it was cheap, but they were like, hey, just so you know, you're yeah. going to have to do this. But. I was just blown away with how many miles you can get on that nice of a ride. And so anyway, I found one for X amount of dollars, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to get that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I am a huge bargainer. And huge. 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 I am a (laughs) tremendous. I'm a tremendous bargainer. So, no. And so. You know, when you go to buy a car, you have to have certain knowledge yes. about 
what you're buying, what the competitors are selling it for, what you can get one for somewhere else. Because if you don't, you'll get taken. Right. So I did all this research and, you know, I knew exactly I was going to say, you know what? I can get this basically same model, make year model with, you know, 30,000 less miles and it's $1,500 cheaper. Yeah. You know, I got to be able to have that yeah. on my hip. So anyway, my daughter comes in and I show her on the computer, like, I don't know, 15 different cars. Mm -hmm. And she basically nixed every single one of them. <laughs> no, 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 no. Definitely no. Hey, and when I closed down the screen, I had Facebook open. Uh-huh. And she saw a 1995 Jeep Cherokee with the straight six 4.0 liter, which that'll run forever, too. And I had already talked to this guy uh -huh. and it only had one hundred thirteen thousand miles on. it. Wow. Right. And body was in good shape. The interior was old, yeah. but it was not, you know, beat up. Uh -huh. And so anyway, I talked to the guy and I was like, you know what? I'll let you know. But I wasn't planning on letting my daughter see that one. <laughs> it was going to be on your hip pocket. <laughs> <laughs> right. But she just saw it and was like, hey, click on that one. And I was like, I already talked to that guy. And you know what? I was like, screw it. That's yeah. what she really wants. Yeah. That's always been her dream vehicle. I'll make it you happen. Grab it. So anyway, I contacted the guy, and he's out of town. He brings the vehicle to Abilene and lets me take it for a cruise. You know what? It was great. <laughs> Smooth. The engine sounded great. Uh, the AC did not blow cold. Okay. Which, you know. That's, older that's vehicle. In older Texas. vehicle. But that's a, but that's a, you got to have AC. Yes, you do. So when we went back, I said, hey, man, you want to hop in? I want to take the vehicle over to where my daughter is and let her see it. Uh -huh. And so he was like, sure. So he hops in. We drive. And I think we probably drove about 10 blocks and it died. And I was like <laughs> whipping into the parking lot. I was like, he was like, hey, well, what are you doing? I was like, it died. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know what? It didn't have a battery in it. Okay. And I put a battery from another old car in yeah. there uh -huh. and so it probably needs a new battery and i was like okay he goes and i'll i'll pay for that and i was right. like cool and i said hey and by the way the ac's not blowing cold and he's like oh you know what it probably needs some freon i'll buy that too okay. and i'm like dude's winning me over <laughs> you know i'm not paying for stuff right now <laughs> right so anyway then my daughter she's you know 20 She's moody. She's like, doesn't want me to come by. Okay. I'm like, she's like, whatever you think, we're good. We're running with it. Okay. And so we go back, and he says, let me run right over here to the auto parts store, and I'm going to get free on, and I'll replace the battery. Uh -huh. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I went and got the money, came back, cranked it up, no issues, and then the AC is blowing ice cold. Okay. I'm like, sweet, man. Here's the money. And so then my wife meets me at the house and I'm like, hey, hop in. I want to take you for a ride. Okay. And she hops in and like we get about seven or eight blocks and it dies. Again? Except this time it doesn't restart. Oh. It's just dead. Oh. And I, you know, my, yeah. my, yes. my wife is with me <laughs> and she is rolling, rolling. her eyes. <laughs> She's huffing. Yes. <laughs> 
On the record, my wife was all against it. In the beginning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, I'm scoring points. Yeah, this just solidified her base already. And after about 30 minutes, you know, I get under the hood, tinker around, nothing's working, uh-huh. and it's still not cranking. We're about, well, we're actually about 14 blocks from the house. And we're kind of in the road. Uh-huh. You know, we're not up against the curb. Uh-huh. And so... My wife walks home to get her van. Wow, she walked home. Oh, yeah, you really. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Oh. I say, well, I it was my idea. I said, why don't you go to the house? <laughs> you walk. I'll stay here. <laughs> well, you know, it was out in the road. I don't want to leave my wife Did, out in the middle road. Push, why didn't you push it and have her stay? And you push it? Oh, shut up, Brian. <laughs> shut up, Brian. <laughs> All right. So anyway, anyway, my wife, before she walks home, though, we're sitting in the vehicle when it first happened. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to call the guy and tell him deals off. I want my money back. I want my money back. So I call him and he answers and I say, hey, man, uh, car died. And he's like, what? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, it just died just like it did before, except now it won't start. And he says, uh, hey. Where are you at? And I'm like, I'm like, yeah. And he goes, hey, one second. Let me call you right back. And I said, okay. So 10 minutes goes by. It's <laughs> a long second. <laughs> <laughs> and then so I said, I text him. Uh-huh. I said, hey, I don't know what's taking so, so long. Because <laughs> your wife's not sitting next to you. <laughs> but anyway, no, I texted him. And when I sent, it didn't go through. Yeah, you got blocked. So then I called him. It didn't go through. <laughs> he blocked me. I ain't talking to this dude. I got the money. <laughs> so so then I call him from my wife's phone, and he doesn't answer. Because it's a 325. No, it's a 832, which same, is Houston. Same. Yeah, Houston. So anyway, whatever. But we had been talking on Facebook. So I went to Facebook to message him, and then he had blocked me on Facebook. See, he don't know who he messing with, because you're that dude. (laughs) Well, you know, know, that was the first thought that came to my mind. Rob Rob jumped out the car and started pulling his shirt open. He doesn't know. (laughs) You know, and, and, you know, that's where... Like most people would like draw the line. Yeah. You know, I don't have a line. <laughs> Never. <laughs> How far will he go? How far can he go? <laughs> When will he pass out from exhaustion? Because <laughs> that's how far he's <laughs> he'll still keep going. Yeah, so I'm kind of pissed. My wife's not happy. <laughs> Which really makes you more I'm calling a tow truck. Oh man. And you know, I you know my mind. Yes. <laughs> what devious things can I do? What you, what what do you remember Bullwinkle? What was his name? <laughs> the was dash bars. What dastardly thing can I do now? <laughs> so, you know, I 
unacceptable. I'm not going to yeah. go into my reaction. <laughs> we might get blocked. <laughs> on. They I don't know if law enforcement listens to the show. <laughs> no, no. I, 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 I did show some restraint. You. <laughs> God, the dude probably thought it was a lot, but to me, it was a little. <laughs> yeah, I mean, trust me, he doesn't know some of the other yeah. stories because sometimes you blow it out of point. I amaze myself. No, you amaze like the FBI. No, hey. They sit back and they look at your phone and like he did. Hey, come here, look! Did you see what he did? Some people, <laughs> I see amazement. Other people see fear. Yeah, yeah. It's Twisted, true. <laughs> demented. Like, this dude did. Yes, he did. That's Rob. But what happened at the end? Uh, the car's at the shop. Okay. And the guy that sold me the car is showing me that he is an honorable guy. Okay. He said, "Whatever the shop charges, I got it." He's scared of you. What did, no. I wish I wish we could find out what I, you did. I, I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> Pass me that lighter. I said, have a good day, sir. No, I, you <laughs> never said that. <laughs> you it, had to write that down it, to say it now. It sounded like that. <laughs> oh, man. But so the car's in the shop and the guy's saying he's going to get it fixed. Oh man, I wish I could see your face. He blocked me. Me? <laughs> and you know what my wife said, and she's spot on. Okay. Is I'm I always see the best in other people. I always trust them. You are me. Oh. I trust other people. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, I, you know what? I I think that you are a rock solid guy until, until you prove me wrong. Okay. And you know what? On one side, that is one of the things that just keeps me mostly as a positive person. Okay. Because if if I had if everybody had to earn You're, that, it would be like I'm too busy. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't have time for you to prove yourself. I'm gonna let you have that up front okay. and now it's you are the only one that can fuck that up. Like, oh, no, we just lost the comfort. Oh, well, it was worth it. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got that, you. That, and now, are you that way? No. So you're not. I'm, I'm an ex-police so you, officer. You, you think I believe everybody's lying to me. <laughs> Brian's like, everyone's guilty. Yep. You got to prove that you're I, innocent to me. When Brian was a cop, he's like, I know you're guilty. I just don't know what you've done. No, I know you're lying. <laughs> I just got to figure out what you're lying about. <laughs> Keep talking. Yeah, yeah. Hit a so, out. And, and you know what? And and now, did you learn that as a cop, or were yeah. you that way when you went in? No, when I went in, I was like you. I trusted everybody. Gotcha. Up front until you. But when I became a cop, that's not the mentality to have as a police officer. At all. It hey, did, hey, it didn't so, take me long to get that at all. They were like, "You're doing it all wrong." Yeah. First day, uh, we need to talk to you again. Come here. I was like, "Oh, okay." And then with that mentality in police, I realized, yeah, everybody's like. When they saw us, they were already, first of all, it was before they saw us. When they knew they did wrong, oh, the cops coming, the lies start, start formulating. This is what I'm going to say. This is what, I'm not going to say this. I'm not going to say that. So all I'm going to do is just sit down and listen. I'll tell you this. Whenever I was in that situation, and I wasn't a cop, so uh-huh. you know I'm talking uh, about the know. other guy. We know. And so 
I just shot from the hip. And that's even worse. No, no. I was golden. But the people that were with me were never golden. Do you know how many times I walked away and they went to jail? And where was this at? In Lubbock. Okay. Because <laughs> in East St. Louis, we, you can shoot from the hip all you want to. Bro. You still coming with me. <laughs> and when we get you down and put them lights in your face, I'm going to let you keep talking. And every time you say something, we, we're recording everything let me, you say. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Back in, well, you know what? Let's not give details. Anyway, I was driving one night around midnight. I was doing about 95 down the freeway in Lubbock. And I passed up a Howie Patrolman. I'd been at a bar all day. <laughs> and when I say all day, I mean like they opened at 11. <laughs> and anyway, I was on my way back to meet my cousin at another bar. Wow. <laughs> anyway, you know, of course, he pulled me over. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh, you in a hurry? And I was like, yeah, actually, I'm on my way to pick up my brother from work. And I'm running late. I said, I, I know I was speeding, but that's what was going on. And he's like, where's your brother work? And he, I said, uh, he, he works at Abuelos. And that's on the other side of town. And he was like, well, you missed the exit for Abuelos. And I said, that's why I was going so fast. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I started to speed. Well, guess, and see, here's me. Well, guess what? <laughs> no, what You're he said be a was. a little bit later. <laughs> he said, you mind stepping back in my car? because yeah, I got some paperwork for you. <laughs> and I was like, no problem. So I go back there, and he's like, your eyes are pretty glassy. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I've been crying all day. And he was like, hmm, how come? And I was like, just lost both my parents. I cried almost every day. So that seemed to be fitting. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And then he was like, you mind if I take a look in your car? And I was like, nope. Well, little did I know, I had left a half-drunk bottle of Jameson behind the driver's seat. <laughs> I was crying and drinking. <laughs> no, he missed it. Wow. He missed it. <laughs> I don't know how he missed, missed it. it. But anyway, he comes back, gets in the car, and says, uh, Mr. Jones, you okay with doing a field sobriety test? Yes, sir. And he goes, all right, if you'll step out of the car. As I'm getting out of the car, as I'm putting my foot down on the ground, I say to myself, let's get this shit done. <laughs> and I killed it. All them little demons inside you say, yeah, we got it, it, Rob. We got it. <laughs> anyway, I passed. I got a ticket for going 65 and a 95, and then I went on up to the bar and, and continue. <laughs> continue. I had people waiting on me. <laughs> Goodness gracious, man. But <sighs> nah, bro, you wouldn't have made it if you sang Louis. <laughs> Wait a minute, what are you smoking? Oh, I'm gonna tell that in a second. Because <laughs> it just blew up. <laughs> yeah, it was it was on camera, so they saw it. It burned my face. <laughs> that ember landed right there. <laughs> All right. Larry says we're done, but we're not done yet. I got one last thing to talk about, and that is LFD. I mean, no. Now, I to be fair, I ripped this. I twisted this cigar like an Indian rub burn. Are you allowed to say that? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, I don't think so. Larry, Larry uh, over there. Uh, hey, hey, here's the funny thing. We rely on Big Dick Larry to give us. <laughs> did, he, did he just say that? <laughs> For our politically correctness. Larry, put the sign back up. We're done. <laughs> We're done. We're done. We're done. Put it up. <laughs> put it up. <laughs> Perfect. Hey, guys, I hope you had fun with us. We had a great time. And until next week, keep smoking. Hey, that was a great show.